Hi, ladies and gents. Today, I've got a mix of things to talk about, from a conversation I overheard at Panera Bread to, <clears throat> excuse me, to um, having to get a new cord for my MacBook. And then we're going to talk about why it's important to know exactly who your clients are. You're listening to episode number nine. Hi, this is Tiffany Parson, and welcome to the business of being a virtual assistant. Here we talk about how to get started as a VA, how to get started as a virtual service provider, because I know some of you listening don't like to be called virtual assistants. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. Are you a virtual service provider? Yes. Okay. You're listening to the right show. So I'm going to start and just share with you my sad story of having to let go the power cord to my MacBook. So my husband and I, we like to go out and find Wi-Fi at different places on the weekend. So we're hanging out and um, enjoying ourselves, having great coffee, conversation, and hopping on our laptops. Well, I noticed a week before that my cord on my MacBook has you know, torn a little bit, but I'm like, it's okay. I can, you know, move it around. It'll work fine. So that happened. I want to say a full week ago, maybe a few days ago, but it was towards last week, maybe Thursday or so. So anyway, Monday, Monday evening is when this happened. So we're in the coffee shop and I go to plug up my laptop. Nothing happens. And my computer I have this awful habit of waiting till my devices are about to totally die. Like I'll use it down to, I'll see it's at 5%, but I'm like, okay, I just got one more thing to do. I'll see it at 2%. I'm like, let me just hurry up. Let me race. I'm trying to race the power on my device. And it's not a good habit. I've got to get out of it. But anyway, plug my computer up. Nothing happens. No power, nothing. And I'm like, oh. And if you've ever had to replace a cord, and I have on another, on my MacBook Air, I've had to do that. And it's like $80 to get the cord. So it's, you know, if I want to spend $80, I don't want to spend it on some stupid cord. And of course, I need the cord. So you're at the mercy of Apple at that point. So we go to the mall to get the cord because I have no choice. And, you know, I'm asking the guy, what can I do to keep this from happening? And, oh, before we went to the mall, I looked it up really quick. This is what I was spending my last 5% on the computer looking it up because I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why do I um, mess up these cords? What am I doing wrong? So, you know, I'm looking it up to see if it's just me. That's what I do with the last 5% and discovered it's not just me, that this is something that happens with Apple cords. So anyway, back at the Apple store, ask the guy, what can I do so that this cord will last longer? I won't have to come in and get another one. He's like, well, you just have to keep your cord really, really straight. So this is a warning for all you Apple users, whether it's for your MacBook, MacBook Airs, for your phone, for your iPod, whatever. 
when you're charging them, as the Apple guy says, just keep it really, really straight and nothing touching it, nothing up against it, and it will last a longer time. Now, I have this, I want to say two years maybe. I had the cord for two years. The other computer was about the same. Maybe I had that one two or three years before I killed the cord. And the same thing is happening with my iPhone, but I'm still like rigging it, making it work last until the last drop. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. But that's my tip in regards to keeping these cords nice so they last a long time. Okay, so take notes on that. All right. Now, I was in Panera Bread. And I used to really enjoy being in Panera Bread, but it's like more people are in there. And I'm going to tell you, the more people that are in a place like that, the less I like it. I like to be in a place that seems kind of secretive, where like we're the only ones that know about it. But Panera Bread has gotten really crowded. But So I went and um, trying to get a few things done, check an email right quick. Whenever I have a long wait, I just, you know, like I'm waiting for something, I'll just go uh, to a Panera or somewhere so that I'm getting out of the house, getting some fresh air, being around people. So I'm in Panera in the little, in the corner, in the cut in Panera. And uh, there's this man, this lady at a table not far from me. Now, I wasn't trying to hear their conversation, but they were talking pretty loud. So I put my headset on. I was going to listen to some stuff, but something caught my attention. And I figured out that he was like some type of business advisor and she owned some type of business related to healthcare, maybe like in-home aid or something. So anyway, he's given her advice on what to do about her business. And he tells her that her rates are too low. So my ears get big on things like that when people, you know, are talking. I can't help it. I'm just, I love business. I love talking about it, hearing about it. And who knows, I might be able to get a tip from this guy. He's talking to her. And um, she gives him all these different, you know, excuses for why her rates are the way they are. And she can't go up on her rates. And her concern was about making more money in her business. And so it got me to thinking how when somebody gives us advice, someone who's been where we are and they're where we want to go. Whether we're reading the advice, hearing the advice, or getting it firsthand from them in a conversation, a lot of times a negative thought is the first thing that pops up instead of, oh, that is such a great idea. Let me write that down. I've got to try that right away. Or even if we get the advice and we come from a positive angle, we lose steam after the fact to put action to it instead of saying you know what i'm gonna try that i'm gonna see if it works prove that it works you know like her many of us instead give all the reasons why it can't work or won't work or we tried that in the past i mean not only was he giving her tips about her ray but also different things she could do to make more money in her business um different services they could offer and, you know, I kept hearing, oh, we tried that. It didn't work. We did that. It didn't work. Yeah, the people we serve won't. You think people will pay for that? And I'll tell you, I thought about you guys. Um, because when we're getting into our virtual assistant businesses, whether you're at the very beginning, in a transition, at a plateau, when it's time to change some things or evaluate what's working, what's not working, 
there may be a hesitation there because we're not sure will it work um we tried that it didn't work or you know whatever the case may be and after hearing her responses it's like i want to be more conscious about how i'm responding to the information that i'm receiving if i'm seeking out advice from something or someone how am i receiving that information is my first thought defenses and why you know it can't be done or is my first thought is i'm going to try that right away to see if it works i challenge you to think about what your responses are like when you're given some good advice from something or someone that you sought advice and i'm not you know because i'm not just talking about some random person coming up to you and they don't know you or putting a comment on social media i mean from someone you respect you know they mean the best for you that kind of thing how what's our first response in receiving that and after that what's our first point of activating the information that we've been given okay that's all i got from being nosy at Paneer Bread. I promise you I wasn't trying to listen to their conversation, but it was good. He was giving her some good stuff. I really hope that she takes his advice and her business takes off. <laughs> okay. So anyway, had to share that with you because it was good, y'all. Yeah, I sat there and listened to her, their whole conversation with head, headsets on, um, doing other things. You always got to do other things if you're listening. Can't be obvious. So anyway that is that now here is uh my advice for you today and if you're listening to this i feel like you're giving me permission to share this is about why it's important to know specifically who your clients are we have to get in the huddle so to speak with our clients imagine you're in a hallway and there are five doors on the left five doors on the right and at the top of each door it says who it's for you might see affiliate marketers direct sales party planners event planners um, interior decorators real estate and brokers um pastors direct sales network marketers bloggers it's etsy crafters ebay sellers and the list goes on and on as to who you see down this hall as a business owner of a virtual assistant business which door do you choose based on where your clients would be if you're not sure and maybe i didn't name the type of business your client is in which is fine but let's imagine they're on the list if i didn't say them which door do you go in you can't go through all the doors because you can only be at one place at one time. 
which door do you go in? And if you're standing in the hallway and you're thinking, Tiffany, I don't know. Or I've got like three doors on the left I could go to and two on the right I could go to. If that's the case, it's too many. It's time to narrow the scope. Narrow it down. Who are you serving? Be very specific. Now, we know that you should specialize as far as your skill, but now we're talking about being niched, focused on a particular niche. If you just say coaches, coaches has its own subset. You've got health coaches, life coaches, fitness coaches, business coaches, um, and the list goes on of all the different coaches. So even coaches is too broad. If you say bloggers, well, even that is broad. There are some people that use a blog, but they don't consider themselves bloggers. They use their blog as a tool for their business. Let's say it's an affiliate marketer and they use their blog as a way to get information out there about the products they review or have tried, recommend and suggest. So they may not be in the room for bloggers. They're going to be in the room for affiliate marketers. If you say creative bloggers, that could be one. Maybe they do like recipes, bloggers who Food bloggers is what they would be. So see how it just gets even more specific about who your client is. Like, where are they? What do they do specifically? The reason why this is important is because we got to know which door to go through. Because there's a million doors. And the doors are Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. Google Plus communities. Then you think about conferences, live conferences, online conferences, people that you follow on social media. All those are like doors as to where your clients would be. The more focused you are, then you know where to show up. A while back when I was First, starting with LinkedIn and getting understanding and learning about groups, I was I had a general idea of my clients as far as you know the category like coaches, bloggers, mediapreneurs. So I was joining these groups related to these broad things, but they weren't talking. Nobody was talking. <laughs> I'm like, this sucks. It's not working. You know, my response to the advice, I went out and tried, it's not working. This time around, I'm coming back and I'm like, no, what can I do better? Because I get why they say be in these groups and I want to help and I want to serve, but I'm in the wrong place because nobody's talking. So when you get specific, where are they? Really dive in if you can sit amongst them. 
if your client is an affiliate marketer, then there's a conference that's called NAMS, N-A-M-S. NAMS, and um, gosh, I forget the guy's name. Anyway, if you look that up, um, then you could start following the guy who founded this. He may have groups, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. So you can sit among affiliate marketers and hear what they're saying. And I'm going to even go as far as to say, become one of them. Be an affiliate marketer for something. And of course, you don't have to do a big push like your clients would, but do enough so that you understand what they would need. You understand about shortening the links, about product reviews, about, about re, um, writing blog posts around different products. This is really digging in and getting inside of their business and what they do so you can serve them better. When you're able to do that, then when you're in these groups and there are questions that come up to the same things that you provide that we've talked about in the past, your blog content, social media, um, bookkeeping, graphics, all those things, then you have some information and advice that you can share as a result of what you do for clients yourself and now helping them in the groups. And remembering that when you're answering people in the group, it's not just for the person that you're responding to. It's for them and all the people who will read it. The action step for you is get narrow, get niche, niche down. Who is your client specifically? Specifically. And I've got this down for the podcast VA. We work with podcasters. For Virtual Hired Hand, we're doing redesign of websites, but it's time to get very specific about what that is, whether it's um, websites that focus on style or restaurants or podcasters or people who host webinars. Very specific. We're narrowing it down. And I challenge you to do the same thing so that you'll know which door to go in so you can sit amongst your client, become one of them, and serve as questions come up. Freely serve. And you will get what you want in return, and that's clients. You help someone else, and what you want will come to you in return. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I tell you, it is freezing cold in the QC. This was an icy day. School was out. School's going to be out tomorrow, so another icy day. Um, even though the roads in our neighborhood are clearing up. But anyway, I like snow days. My hubby gets to be home, and it's cool. We get to hang out. So anyway, I want you to have a fabulous day. Take action on everything you heard during this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, stay tuned. We'll be back. Tell me what's going on with you. Come on over to the Facebook page, facebook.com Tiffany Parson Biz. Or if you prefer a little shorter message, come on over to Twitter, Tiffany D. 
parse it. See you next time.